0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
2: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
1: now.
0: What are you into?
3: Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. We got homered last night. You all saw it. The officiating in that Ball State Tennessee game was an absolute joke. If the officiating had been right, that game would have been a fourth quarter, one possession game, and everybody knows it. If you thought I wasn't going to come in here and represent my Ball State Cardinals today out of some sort of embarrassment, because we lost by a few touchdowns, you're wrong, you don't know me. We got screwed by the officials. Tennessee should be embarrassed. All right, let's start the show. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, Happy Friday uh, to you and yours. Uh, We're gonna move on past, uh, I have no more to say about that atrocious game at Neyland Stadium. We're gonna move on past that and move into the weekend, Uh, but you you saw, you saw what happened. You saw what the officials did to us last night, but I'm gonna move past that And uh, there was another event uh, last night that we will address on today's show. Uh, President Joe Biden, uh, young Adolf Hitler, or old Adolf Hitler, uh, was out last night giving a speech in Philadelphia. We're going to delve deep into that. Uh, We're going to do it with a couple of ladies. Uh, We're going to talk about angry Joe Biden with a couple of ladies. Kari Lake, who's running for governor, who's going to be the governor of Arizona, is going to join us uh, later in the show, and she'll talk about... President Biden's speech last night, but we'll, she'll also talk about Katie Hobbs, her opponent uh, for the Arizona governor's job. And we're going to go over some of Katie Hobbs's typical liberal Democrat racist. And and uh, I'm going to allow or give Carrie an opportunity uh, to call Katie Hobbs out. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, Biden and his uh, very divisive speech last night. Uh, Shamika Michelle is going to be here. We'll talk... Uh, some Jay-Z. Jay-Z thinks the word capitalist is a slur. Uh, we'll get into that. Hopefully, Shamika can make it make sense. Uh, but we're going to begin <clears throat> with uh, Angry Joe Biden. Angry Joe, Angry Bird, angry, uh, I, I. last night was bizarre. Not just the officiating at Ball State Tennessee game. Joe Biden was even more bizarre, than the officiating we witnessed last night. And I, and I say the Joe Biden deal in all seriousness, a little bit tongue in cheek about the Ball State Tennessee game. Uh, guys, if you've watched this show, if you've listened to this show, if you listen to the consistent message that I keep trying to give on this show, we're in a war of good versus evil. And the evil side, is very, very comfortable demonizing the other side, what I call the good side. And and I'm sorry if I have to take a side on this. If I have to choose between MAGA Republicans and the other side that Joe Biden is leading, I have no choice but to choose MAGA Republicans. I'm sorry. This whole little chart, oh, they're all racist. I'm just, I'm not buying that. Joe Biden, if, if the standard of being racist is what MAGA Republicans are, uh, supposedly are, Joe Biden exceeds those standards by leaps and bounds, but no one calls him racist because he's a Democrat. No one wants to point out the wickedness of Joe Biden. This man... That thing last night, there's a picture of Joe Biden, angry and pumping his fists in this red background. This whole thing last night looks satanic. This is a guy who said he was going to bring America together. He was going to be this unifying force. You think last night is what unity sounds like? You think that picture there, we can unify under? And, And again, This is on purpose. He looks like that and was framed up that way with two Marines standing behind him, looking like he's in the gates, standing in the gates of hell. That's not an accident. They're telegraphing. They're hiding in plain sight what they're doing and y'all just think y'all look at oh look at this old man and Joe Biden doesn't know what he's doing. And, and this is, this is just some accident. It's not an accident. We're going to break down the early parts of his 24 minute speech. And, and, and it paints a very clear picture of what his agenda is to say anybody that disagrees with him, they're the worst people on the planet and they must be eliminated from America. And that's like 75 million people. We've never heard a US president talk this way about this large group of Americans. They're all evil, they're terrible, they're violent, they're, they're the worst people on the planet. 75 million Americans. Half of America, or half of the vote, because again, those 75 men, they got kids and all, all of that. I'm just, the people that voted for Trump. They got kids. We're talking about half of America that this president is saying is evil and worthless and a threat to democracy. Donald Trump never talked this way about Democrats. It did not happen. Did he go after the fake news? Absolutely. Does the media deserve? The 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 vitriol that Trump leveled at them, absolutely, they're lying and they're the enemy of the people, absolutely. But half of America, everybody that voted against him, everybody that supports his opponent, is a threat to democracy. They're not hiding anymore what their agenda is. Everybody that voted for Trump is evil and worthy of being killed, locked up, or removed from this country. And Republicans want to play nice with these people. They don't want to talk about what the other side is. We're going to talk about it today. The other side, you get tired of hearing me say it, some of you do, it's satanic. And they're telling you, they're not hiding it. This man spoke from the pits of hell last night, intentionally. This is a satanic movement. I want to uh, start with something that uh, I pointed out over Twitter. This, this, Justin, stick with me, this isn't in order. I'm gonna unpack, uh, I think, the, 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 I want the one where he says that, uh, oh, maybe it is the first one. Yes, it's the first. The first clip that I asked for, MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. I want to start there. Let's play that one.
0: MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots.
1: So any of you that have a biblical worldview knows that at the root of Satan is dishonesty and lies. Satan is a liar. That's a fact. Any of you with a biblical worldview, any spiritual worldview, Satan is a liar. So Joe Biden just unpacked a lie at the very end in terms of, And this is early in his speech that the insurrectionists put a knife at the throat of our democracy. That's a lie. That's an un- There's nobody with a brain that feels like or believes legitimately that what happened on January 6th was a knife at the throat of democracy. They went back to work in the Capitol two or three hours after the alleged insurrection, one person got killed and it was a little white woman named Ashley Babbitt and she was a Trump supporter. She was shot in cold blood by a member of the Capitol Police. That's it. All of this, all of this combat with the police and oh, all this just this brutality towards police. Stop it. It's a lie and exaggeration. Anybody that watches the tape knows it. Anybody that know these policemen, that the handful of policemen they've sent on TV to lie and exaggerate about, oh my God, what I went through, and all oh, the hand-to-hand combat, this was worse than war. That's a lie and an exaggeration. There was no insurrection. There was a group of idiots that went to the Capitol, got baited by FBI people into entering the Capitol and acting like bigger idiots. They weren't they weren't there to kidnap and lynch and kill Mike Pence with zip ties. They weren't armed. So he's lying. But worse than that, worse than that, he's putting this, he has defined freedom as, and again, this. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose. And so when he says right to choose, he's talking about abortion. There is no abortion, is what he's exaggerating in line. That's a state's issue. No one's taking abortion away, but that's a state's issue. But his point is that, oh my God, we must defend abortion. That's his point. No right to privacy. NSA, they're they're the surveillance state, they're they're doing that, but then no contraception, no right to contraception, that's talking about sexual promiscuity, and that's, oh my God, they they don't want you to have birth control and things like that, Uh, that's not true, that's for one, that's not on the table, no one's talking about taking away contraceptive rights. So that's a lie and exaggeration. But even if it's not, again, I, I'm going to tie this all together in a nice little bow and a tie. But basically, he's talking freedom in Joe Biden's mind is about the freedom to do whatever you want to do sexually. And we must protect contraceptive rights so we can be as promiscuous and as irresponsible with sex as we possibly can be. So, So far, he's talking about abortion, privacy. I'm going to give him that one sexual promiscuity, and then no right to marry who you love. And so we know what he's talking about there, same-sex marriage. That's what he's talking So Joe Biden just stood up and, oh, we'll be taking America backwards if we don't have abortion on demand federally mandated. We'll be taking America backwards if we don't have consequence-free Uh, sex uh, as much as we want. We'll be taking America backwards if uh, two men, two women can't marry each other. He's laid out the agenda. And so basically Joe Biden, who claims to be a Catholic, who claims to have a Christian faith, who... In his speech last night, talked about being an image bearer of God or made in God's image. He's pretending to have some religious faith, but his message is he defines freedom and, and how America is being destroyed by the MAGA movement. All has to do with things that are in, in objection to a biblical worldview and biblical values. The man is basically arguing you can't have freedom in America if we stick to biblical values. And and I don't have a problem if he wants to make that argument. Just quit claiming to be a Christian. Quit claiming to be a Catholic. Quit claiming and pretending like God has anything to do with your agenda. It doesn't. You can't stand in front of the world in front of America and say, Oh my God, they don't want to take our abortion rights away. They want to take away our ability to be sexually promiscuous. Oh, they want to take away our rights to marry two men with each other. Just say you're a secular humanist and be done with it. Quit pretending to be a Christian. And again, I got to give him credit. This man is standing in the fiery pits of hell with this whole thing lit up to look like he's Satan or Adolf Hitler standing in hell. It's all lit up. He's telling you, the Antichrist, here I am. I'm here representing the new world order. I'm here representing a secular worldview. If you can't see it, it's because you're blind. You can look at the picture and look what comes out of his mouth. None of it is attached to God. I get it. If those are your values, if that's what you're fighting for politically, admit it. Come out, stand on it. Don't call yourself a Christian. Don't say that anything you do has anything to do with God. If your policies, if your foundational issues are, we gotta have abortion and boy, we better have, we better make sure we have as much free sex as possible. And damn it, we better protect the right for two men to marry each other in God's sacred covenant between man and woman. And, and you don't get the privilege of saying, well, Donald Trump writes mean tweets and he's a bad person and, uh, he's racist. And so it doesn't matter that Joe Biden and the democratic party are in favor of fighting for all kinds of policies that are in, in objection to a biblical worldview. Do you understand? policies are what politics are about. I'm not defending Donald Trump's behavior, but what I would like to be able to do is argue policies because Donald Trump can act a fool. Joe Biden can act a fool. I don't care. I care about policies, how are we're going to be governed. That's what's important. I'm not excusing Donald Trump's bad behavior, but snap out of it. If you're defending the people that these are their policies, that's what they're fighting for. You don't get to say, well, it's better than having Donald Trump. He says mean things to people and he's an ass. I'm, I'm just sorry. I, it, 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 they're not comparable. One group is fighting for policies that the devil would love. And the other group isn't. The other group is represented by a person who has bad behavior. I can deal with that. And, and, and I just want to be crystal clear here. I don't want to repeat things you already know, but I just want to clear the air. I'm no, I'm no sort of prude. I've told you all on this show, my irresponsible behavior as it relates to sex led to the abortion of a child. 15, 16 years ago, I've copped to that. I've sat here and told you used to hang out in strip clubs, used to chase young women for promiscuous sex, still struggle with that issue to this day. I'm not personally, Jason Whitlock, is not personally against contraceptives. Think, wish they'd pass condoms out to everybody and wish people would use them. That's me personally. As a Christian, I'm against Irresponsible, promiscuous sex, and I'm moving my behavior in alignment with my Christian values. But I'm not preaching to you from on high, pretending like I've lived some type of Puritan, pure lifestyle where I haven't had out of wedlock sex, where I haven't been a sexually irresponsible person. I have been. It's all wrong. It's wrong. It's not good for you. It doesn't lead to good outcomes. Someone over Twitter today legitimately asked me, what's wrong with promiscuity? And when I got, I didn't know, I I said, is this a serious question? And, and, And that's where we've gone in this country that we don't even know that there's anything wrong with promiscuity. And I could sit here and do an entire show on what's wrong with it, but I'll just reduce it to this one simple deal. Are you not seeing all of these kids that sexual promiscuity are producing that parents, the parents of those kids want nothing to do with, they don't want the responsibility of raising those kids. And we're looking at those neglected, poorly parented kids wreak havoc in our society. Our jails are filled with kids who are byproducts of a sexual immorality and a sexual promiscuity that is undermining this country. What's wrong with promiscuity? it produces outcomes that undermine a properly functioning society. Now I could go on and on and on about, you know, diseases and, and just all of it. And just, I could just go to the Bible and 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 tell, but again, the results speak for themselves. We have all of these kids produced from people that are just out running around willy nilly throwing their penises and opening their legs for any and everybody. Our society is crumbling because of it. We have no family structure undergirding this society. So but that's where we've it's gotten so secular in this country. People don't even know there's anything wrong with sexual promiscuity. And so again, when I've done it, I knew it was wrong. If you ever, again, I, I love making the fat jokes and all of that, but there's a point behind it. It's like There's never been a time that I was in a McDonald's fast food drive through not knowing like, ah, this is wrong. This ain't what's best for me. But Joe Biden and people over Twitter and the whole mainstream, They want to justify, normalize, legitimize all forms of human behavior. Anything that you desire, just do what thou wilt. That's a satanic philosophy and worldview. They're not hiding it. You have to deal with it. And and I'm just sorry, your support of that satanic worldview and life philosophy is not justified by, well, I don't like Donald Trump. He's got bad behavior, and I don't think he likes black people. And I don't think he likes illegal immigrants. So I'm going to be down with all this satanic stuff until y'all put someone there that I like. And what Joe Biden did last night, and what the left continues to do, on a daily basis is there? it ain't Trump. It's all 75 million of you. You're all racist pieces of garbage that we should not listen to. And so when they, let's say they replace Trump with Ron DeSantis, they're going to call him baby Trump and they're gonna say he's a MAGA Republican and that he's unworthy of office because anybody that disagrees with Biden and this satanic movement that they got going on is an evil person, unworthy of American citizenship. I want to let's keep it moving. Uh, yeah, let's go to the next clip. There are far more Americans, uh, far more Americans from every, from every background. Let's play that clip. There are
0: far more Americans, far more Americans, from every every background and belief, who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. And folks, it's within our power, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point. One of those moments, that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies.
1: I know these people, these MAGA Republicans, I know them. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. That's just not true. And I know leftists and Democrats, I don't think that's true about them either. This, this is not how you unify the country. This is how you paint one side as people unworthy of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And again, I want to go back to uh, Voltaire that I, I've talked to you guys about in the past. If you convince people of absurdities, you can lead them to commit atrocities. That's what Joe Biden is laying the groundwork for. That, that, that it's an absurdity that January six is being framed as an insurrection. That's absurd. It's being called worse than Pearl Harbor and nine 11. That's absurd that there was a, th- a knife at the throat of democracy on January six because for two or three hours, a bunch of idiots stormed the Capitol. That's an absurdity. The goal is to get you to sign off on the atrocities that they're planning and executing. We have people in dungeons over that little dust up at the Capitol. We saw a five foot six, 140, 130 pound white woman shot and killed in cold blood, posing no real threat to anybody. And we're all good with it. Oh, that's perfectly fine. That's an absurdity that has justified an atrocity, her murder. And everybody feeling real good about it. That's an absurdity. It's an atrocity. People sitting in jails, in prisons for years over that little thing at the Capitol. And everybody that rioted during the summer of 2020, Kamala Harris, LeBron James, we're raising bail money for all of them. They're coming in and out of prison like it was nothing. Or out of jails, They never make it to prison. Let's play the next clip.
0: Joe Biden says he knows this nation. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. I know your courage. I know your hearts. And I know our history. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do not reject it. This is a nation that believes in the rule of law. We do not repudiate it. This is a nation that respects free and fair elections. We honor the will of the people. We do not deny it. And this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool. We do not encourage violence. We are still an America that believes in honesty and decency and respect for others. Patriotism, liberty, justice for all, hope, possibilities. We are still, at our core, a democracy. And yet, history tells us that blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy.
1: This is the kind of hypocritical lies and dishonesty of a dictator, someone uh, that has an evil agenda. You can't sit on national TV and say, oh, we reject political violence. When the left for several years probably starting with Michael Brown and the Ferguson deal, justified racial violence, a political racial violence. Every time it happened, every time a city burned, every time buildings were looted, every time a police officer was shot and killed. Well, this is the voice of the unheard. Well, these people, they're justified in their anger. We all sat in the summer of 2020, the summer of the great Saint George Floyd, and watched night after night after night, political violence. We've seen Antifa take over sections of Seattle and Portland and uh, places all over the country and use violence to intimidate and impose their will. On or ordinary system. We watched that the entire summer of 2020, and we watched leftists and Democrats justify it. But now, because of January the 6th and something that happened at the Capitol that pales in comparison to any night of the stupidity we saw around Michael Brown, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, none of it, nothing that happened at the Capitol rise to the level that we saw in Ferguson, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Minnesota, many other cities all across the country. None of it, but oh my God. Now Joe Biden, This is a bridge too far. What happened at the Capitol? And we're against political violence that does not serve us. What the the people we don't like, shut up, say nothing, do nothing, or we will sick the people we do like on you, on your cities, on your businesses, on your law enforcement officials. this speech last night, a total embarrassment. But to me, it was the devil coming out of the closet and saying, here I am. And he's making the choice real crystal clear. Come on. Y'all got to stop this, man. Joe Biden and what he's doing, what he said last night, if Trump had come out in some lighting that made him appear like the devil, speaking from the pits of hell, demonizing half of America, demonizing all of his political opponents, with Marines standing behind him. You know what they would be saying. But since it's old Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, we this was, an innocent mistake, or you, you're, you're making too much of it. Uh, you know, he's a force for good. They've convinced you to believe absurdities so that when they conduct these atrocities, you're good with it. You're good with people sitting in prisons over January the 6th. You're good with that. You're good with the FBI raiding a former president's home. You're good with that. You're going, what he wants you to be good with is when they throw Trump in jail. They want you to be good with that. And so, and when they demonize, let's take Trump out of it. He's a big boy, he's made plenty of money. He signed up for this. Let's take Trump out of it. I just want those of you that call yourselves believers, what they're going to do. And it's already happening around the globe. If you read certain sections of the Bible, it's considered hate speech. That's coming to America. That's why this man's talking about, Oh, no right to choose. He's talking about abortion. He's talking about, that's why he's talking about same sex marriage. The Bible, Chris, there's no debate in the Bible about abortion. It's murder. There's no debate about same-sex marriage in the Bible. It's not allowed. It's not sanctioned by God. That's not me trying to pick on the gay community. Again, I've said it a million times. My gluttony is not sanctioned by God. I'm not going to object if people call me out for that. They're right. I have desires that are unhealthy, gluttony. I'm trying to correct it, but I'm never gonna justify it. It's not been sanctioned by God, it's not what I believe. This, this. I wanna play one more clip. I've gone longer than I wanted to here, but I wanna play one more clip because I just wanna get it all in in context. Here's the final Joe Biden clip I wanna to play.
0: Today, there are dangers around us. We cannot allow to prevail. We hear — you've heard it — more and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. It's not. It can never be an acceptable tool. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America. Period. None. Ever. <laughs> We saw law enforcement brutally attacked on january 6th we've seen election officials poll workers many of them volunteers of both parties subject to intimidation and death threats and can you believe it fbi agents just doing their job as directed facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens on top of that there are public figures today, yesterday, and the day before predicting and all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law. And we, the people, must say this is not who we are. Joe Biden's a
1: joke. At least he's coming out of the closet. That was a satanic ritual last night. That was intentional. It's a, it's, 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 I don't, again, I don't understand all of Satanism or much of it, but I can spot a satanic cult move when I see one. That was something orchestrated calling on the Satan satanic gods to come help Joe Biden in his hour of need. That's what that was. I'm not, and again, I hate to reduce everything to Joe Biden because it's really not. There's a whole movement. I'm reading right now and, and hopefully in the next week or two, we'll get Tony Evans to come on the show. And again, I, he won't be as partisan as, as I am, but he's written a book called Kingdom Politics. Tony Evans, the prominent minister out of Dallas, he's got a book called Kingdom Politics. I'm halfway through it. In it, he he talks biblically, scripturally, about this new world order and this globalism and this government and how it's all in the scripture, where we're headed. This is all in the scripture. Anybody that has a rudimentary understanding of the Bible and what is written in the Bible understands this time we're living in and how these globalists are working together. Just like the Bible said, it was... And it will be, again, they're trying to install a secular worldview here in America so that it can expand all across the globe. America must come down first. Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama's the head of the snake. Joe Biden was just next up in line. It's old Joe, he looks harmless. Obama, he looked harmless. Oh, he's a black man, you say anything against him? You're racist. And he's the perfect human being, and he's descended from God. And oh my God, don't criticize Obama. Now they send up an old white man, old harmless Joe, and he's just—he's stupid. He can barely read a prompter. That's all to put you to sleep. This man knows exactly what he's been programmed to do. They want you to think he doesn't know what he's doing, and that he's just a useful idiot. He knows exactly what he's doing. They know exactly what they're doing. And last night was proof of it. They came out of the closet. This is evil and wickedness and we need to call it out and say exactly what it is. Let's quit playing a game. That's not Democrats. Those are Satanists. And I'm sorry uh, for, for saying that, but a president said, we have no rights to abortion. We got, we're going to have no rights to same sex marriage. You won't be able to love who you want to love and marry who you want to love. Anybody with a Bible got to know what they're talking about and what he's doing. This is all they're codifying laws and customs that are in total objection to God into America. And we're good with that all because we don't like Donald Trump. That's all it takes for us to hop on board with Satan is all we don't like Donald Trump. He said something bad about Barack Obama. We're in a recession and the only way to combat it is to think smarter about how we shop. You're buying meat at the grocery store, but you could be buying it better. Good Ranchers gives you access to the best meat America has to offer at a price that hasn't gone up while others have skyrocketed. You don't have to get over your fear of commitment to subscribe with Good Ranchers. You can pause your subscription for up to 90 days or cancel it anytime you want. You can keep your benefits, your locked-in price without any long-term contracts. Yes, when you subscribe, your price is locked in. No one else is doing what Good Ranchers does a year from now. When meat goes up by another 20, 30, 50%, this will be the thing you wish you had done. Every item is steakhouse quality and sourced directly from American farms and ranches. Use my code FEARLESS today, get $30 off. Listen, I keep telling y'all, there's just little tiny things we can do. Little tiny things that make sense, that won't hurt you financially. No one's asking you to surrender your money here. We're asking you to spend it with a company that backs you and your values. That's the way we push back. Makes sense for you. You and your family get fed. You're supporting a company and a business that supports this show, the values that you support. It only makes sense. Use my promo code, Fearless, or go to goodranches.com/ fearless. Support the people that support you, that support this country. It's the right thing to do. It's just a tiny thing you can do. You're going to eat. You like meat. Get it from Good Ranchers. Uh, I believe Carrie like Lake. All
4: kinds of His words are our religion, our regrets and our decisions. We all wanna go to heaven with freedom. It's my obligation, no hate discrimination, raising up your hands for freedom.
3: You so said you feel like Joe Biden is dividing the country, but do you feel like Donald Trump is doing the same by falsely telling
2: people that he won that election when he lost it?
3: How does that divide the country? Questioning, a, questioning an election where there are obviously problems is, is dividing the country? Since when can we not ask questions about our elections? As a journalist for many years, I was a journalist after 2016, and I distinctly remember many people just like you asking a lot of questions about the 2016 election results. And nobody tried to shut you up. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning the uh, legitimacy of these electronic voting machines to stop. We're, we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're supposedly a journalist. You should appreciate that. So I don't see how asking questions about an election where there are many problems is dividing a country. What I do see dividing a country is shutting people down, censoring people, canceling people, trying to destroy people's lives when they do ask questions. Last I heard, we still have the constitution. It's hanging by a thread, thanks to some of the work some people in this area have done. But we're gonna save that constitution and we're gonna bring back freedom of speech. And maybe someday you'll thank us for that. Uh,
1: The last time we had on the next governor of Arizona, uh, I finally called her the apprentice. I stand by that. Uh, She's someone that Donald Trump has inspired. Uh, Kari, I I do want you to tell me if this next one, and I say this with all respect, I don't mean this in any uh, negative way, I want to call you now supermodel Ron DeSantis. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you're the next generation of Ron DeSantis, and oh, it's just so inspiring.
3: You know, uh, I, it, so I'm just I just w- speaking from the heart. Go ahead. I'm just it's coming from here. I'm a proud American. I love this country. I don't like what's happening. I'm sure you feel the same, Jason. And I just got to call out the b s when I see it. And I try to do it in as nice of a way as possible. I don't want to be a rude person. But some of these so-called journalists are really trying to drag this country down
1: really is, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight to see you take them down, uh, very aggressively, but very politely. Uh, I I wanna start here, just because it's in the news cycle. Did you get to see any of President Biden's speech last night? Uh, I I, I thought it was awful. This man has talked about unifying this country, but now he wants to demonize half of the country. Uh, He's standing like he's giving a speech from the pits of hell. I thought mm-hmm. that was a disaster last night.
3: Oh, optically, it looked, it looked scary. Um, what he said was scary. He's basically waging war on half of the American people. He, and we're so divided right now. This country is so divided. And he's basically saying, if you disagree with me, if you disagree with my politics, you are uh, the scourge of the earth. He's taking people who love this country and he's trying to wage war on them. And I found it despicable, really, truly. It, look at that picture. It's it's frightening. You know, uh, we he's got an opportunity to try to bring this country together. I think about Ronald Reagan. When he came in and we were a divided country, the economy was in the pits. And he tried to bring us together around uh, the very fact that we're all Americans and this beautiful thing called patriotism and love for our country. And Joe Biden did precisely the opposite of that. It was disgusting. That's why I had that press conference. You know, I consider myself an America first type candidate. I wanna put our country first. I wanna put our countrymen first. I wanna make sure Arizonans are put before people who are here illegally. And I wanna make sure that we have a thriving economy and a great place for us to raise our families. And uh, what I saw with Joe Biden was somebody who has failed miserably He's afraid of we the people rising up and saying, you know, we're going to fire you from office when we go to the ballot box in 2024. We're going to finally say goodbye to these corrupt career politicians. We the people are an existential threat to him, and that's why he's waging war on us.
1: Kerry, one of the things I think he's doing relates to what's going on in your run for governor in Arizona is he's defining Republicans and people like yourself that are friendly, supportive of President Trump, as like, well, they're beyond the pale, don't engage with them, they're threats to America. And I see people like your opponent, Katie Hobbs, hiding behind that and like, what's her reluctance to debate you and to get into the arena and exchange ideas And I see this as part of like a democratic strategy is, oh, those people we don't even have to engage with. That's just not healthy. You can't tell me that we've gone to a place where two women that have risen up in the political ranks can't engage and have a healthy debate. But obviously she's afraid of it.
3: She is afraid. And it's sad. I mean, they always talk about preserving democracy. Well, what's more democratic than the two of us standing on stage talking about our plans for the great state of Arizona and then let the voters decide? Do they like my solutions for our problems, or do they like Katie Hobbs' solutions? I think they're gonna like my solutions at the end of the day. And she's afraid because she doesn't have any solutions. Her policies are dead-end policies. And I really think, Jason, that she's afraid that her past will come up. We, the people of Arizona, are paying a $3 million settlement for Katie Hobbs' racism and sexism when she was in the legislature. She actually fired a person of color, a woman, who, when this woman found out, Talonia Adams, that she was being paid $30,000 less than her white male counterparts, she went to Katie Hobbs and said, why am I being paid less for the same work here? And rather than doing the right thing and saying, oh my goodness, how could this happen? Let's remedy this. Let's make it right. Katie Hobbs fired her. And God bless Ms. Adams for having the courage to stand up and take Hobbs to court. Ms. Adams won two separate court cases. Two juries unanimously found her the winner and found Katie Hobbs to be a racist and a sexist. And we the people are paying that $3 million settlement out right now. You know, think about where that money could be going if Katie Hobbs weren't a racist. That money could be going to our schools. It could be going, uh, you know, we could pay every state trooper a $5,000 bonus with that money. You know, every time you go over a pothole in this state, you have to wonder how many potholes could have been fixed had Katie Hobbs not been a racist and paid people what they're worth, paid people equally what they're worth. And we can't have a person like that in the governor's office. That's why she's afraid to debate. She knows her past will come forward. I think that's a very ugly uh, part of her past. Her record on voting has been ugly as well. And so I think she'll continue to hide in the basement and hope that, you know, the teachers union and Planned Parenthood and George Soros will pour money into attack ads to try to demonize me, a mom who just wants to make sure that Arizona's in good hands. But I don't think that the voters will buy it. I really don't.
1: I want our audience. This isn't just Carrie just making things up. I want to play the clip of Katie Holmes, uh, Katie Hobbs, basically copying to all of this. Listen to her out of her own mouth.
4: Hi, I'm Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State and candidate for governor. Over the past several weeks, I've heard from many of you about my response to the discrimination that Talanya Adams faced as an employee in the legislature. I understand that my response fell short of taking real accountability. Please allow me to say this clearly and unequivocally. I apologize to Ms. Adams. I'm truly sorry for the real harm that I caused Ms. Adams and her family. My response to the jury verdict was short-sighted, unnecessarily defensive, and failed to meet the moment. Mm.
1: I appreciate the apology, but yeah. Again, get on a debate stage, have it out with your opponent, take, let's have some real accountability. It's easy to put out a little Twitter video apologizing or whatever. But if you want to back that up, you and your opponent have it out on a stage in front of everybody. Yeah. This type of cowardice just can't stand within our, our, our political system. We've we got to rid ourselves of it.
3: Yeah, we, we can't afford a coward in the governor's office in a border state right now. The governor of this state going to have to go and take on the cartels, and I don't want a coward doing that. That's why I'm running, to save this state, to help save it with the people. And the thing I want to um, say, she Hobbs said she fired Miss Adams, and this is a quote, for repeated acts of disobedience. What the heck does she mean by that? This is a person who shouldn't be in office at all paying, you know, this isn't just, oh, uh, 50 cents less an hour, $30,000 less than she was paying other people. And she withheld raises from Miss Adams that she gave to other staffers who were doing the same job. I, I just think it's disgusting. And in, in, she apologized. You're right. And I'll give her a little bit of credit, but only because she was facing so much criticism that she finally relented and had to apologize. So she should have apologized a lot sooner. She should have made this right when Miss Adams came to her. And now we are paying for that. We are paying for her racism. And I don't I don't think it's acceptable. We need someone who can actually bring forth solutions for all Arizonans. And I've got those solutions and I'm ready to hit the debate stage anytime. I even offered to let her call the rules and call the shots. Let her pick the moderator. I said, Katie, you can write all the questions. I'll follow any of the rules you want. Just show up and debate me. And so far she has not agreed to that. She's a coward.
1: She is. And I just want to thank you for the time. Thank you for blessing our show again. Uh, We are definitely on Team Carrie Lake, the apprentice, the supermodel, the next governor of Arizona. (laughs) We love you.
3: Thank you, Jason, so much. Um, And and thanks for having me on in the primary. Your audience is powerful. Um, Your voice is powerful. And I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Guys, I want, I want to put a button on the conversation with Carrie in terms of why this is important. And, and I didn't. And maybe I should have asked Carrie this, but but I didn't want to drag her into it. But but this is what happens. What, what happened to Katie Hobbs when diversity, inclusion and equity is your priority rather than merits and qualifications. You end up hiring people that you don't believe in and then you want to underpay them for the position that you feel like you've handed them, you've done them a favor. So I don't have to pay you what I'm paying your male counterparts because I've done you a favor. And that's what leads to these types of lawsuits. And that's why we have to have people with the courage to do what's right and to look beyond some sort of surface level diversity. We need to start looking at qualifications. Playtime is over in America. We, all these spoils that we had where we could just hand out jobs and positions to any and everybody. China, India, Russia, all of our global competitors are catching up with us as we continue to go through this playtime of like lowering standards, handing out jobs to people we really don't believe in, getting sued by those people who come to the conclusion, well, you're not treating me fairly because I'm black, or a woman, or ex or I'm trans, or I'm gay, or whatever. We have to have the kind of leadership that will hire the best people for the job and let the chips fall for where they may. And if people don't want to adopt the right values, the work, right work ethic, don't want to create the right culture that leads to success in America, they have to suffer the consequences for that. That's it and that's all. That's where we have to be right now in this country, moving forward if we want what's best for all of our kids. I don't have any fear, none whatsoever, that black kids, if given the option of, hey, you gotta meet these standards. We'll meet those standards. I've seen it a million times in my life. I've seen. I've told the story before. Friend of mine, I'm not going to call his name, but went to college. He came to college, Ball State, on Prop 48. And Oh my God, he's you know he's an idiot. But the man now has master's degree. He's one of the smartest of all of our group of friends that went to Ball State. He's one of the most educated, one of the smartest guys there. I've seen it, the process. And he came from a very tough situation, from really extreme poverty, really disadvantaged school system. But he got dropped into an environment where people weren't feeling sorry for him, and he stood on his own two feet, and he climbed that mountain. And it took 10 years, 15 years to fully climb that mountain, but he climbed it. We're all capable. I know how lazy I was as a student. I know when I graduated Ball State in 1990, I wasn't qualified for a full-time job in the newspaper industry, and no one would give it to me. Thank God. I had to take a part-time job for $5 an hour and work my way up, and that's what I did. I'm not making it up. Stories have been written. They're probably still on the internet. Of the work that I put in. I was a slave to my job because I had so much ground I had to make up. No one felt sorry for me. They put an opportunity in front of me and they wanted to see if I was man enough to take advantage of it. That's all I want to be, treated like a man. That's enough for me. All these cowards and people that have been made soft that they don't want to be treated like a man, they want to be treated like a little boy or a little girl. Well, tough. All right, uh, go to youtube.com uh, slash Jason Whitlock, hit subscriptions, hit notifications, Shamika Michelle, Shamok Show, <laughs> Right, time for my favorite time of the show. Shamika Michelle uh, joining us. She's going to make it make sense for me. Uh, Shamika, Jay-Z's in a bit of hot water with uh, the Twitter universe. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, uh, but he had some things to say about capitalism, and I think capitalism is a slur. Anyway, we're going to listen to this two-minute speech or Answer to a question uh, that Jay-Z gave, and I want you to make it make sense for me. Let's hear from Jay-Z. Yes.
2: Yeah, and we're not gonna stop. You know, this the hip-hop is young. We still we still growing and we're not falling for that technology, whatever, you know, this public puts out there now that, you know, before it was the American dream. Pull yourself out of bootstraps and you can make yourself, you can make it in America. All these these lies that America told us our whole life. Um, and then when we start getting it, they try to lock us out of it. They start inventing words like, you know, capitalists and, you know, things like that. I mean, you know, we've been called monkeys and shit. I don't care. Those words y'all come up with. Y'all got to come up with stronger words. When I say y'all, I'm not talking about you. The words they come up with, they got to come up with stronger words. We're not going to stop. We're not going to be tricked out of our position. Y'all locked us out. Y'all created a system that, you know, doesn't include us. We said, fine. We went our alternate route. We created this music. We did our thing. You know, we hustled. We fucking killed ourselves to get to this space. And, you know, now it's like, you know, you, you know, eat the rich. And, think, man, we're not stopping. So that evolution is, you know, from us, you know, we came from selling seven records and selling uh, records out our trunk. And, you know, no radio play. And I think Reasonable Doubted, Thirty-six thousand the first week, or some something like that. I'm, I may be, I may be uh, adding a little to it, you know. So, you know, we come from the. I come from Marcy Projects. In you know, my first house, six fifteen Lexington Avenue. My m- grandmother's house. Seven families lived. Like she has seven kids. Uh, my mother and you know my parents and siblings lived in that house. My aunt Niecy lived in that house. Hootie lived in that house. Butchie lived in the basement. I mean, this is one house. I went back to that house. I did an interview with Oprah, and, and, and I couldn't believe how small this house was, that all of us lived in that house. So, again, that evolution that you speak of is just real, and it's happening in real time, and I'm talking about it. And, um, you know, I'm, we're not going to stop, and we're not going to stop talking about it. they are not going to trick us out of it and make us feel the shame to be successful in a place that, you know, um, set up a system for us to be dead
1: at 21. Mm. System was set up for us to be dead at 21 uh, and capitalism is an invent- invented word uh, that I guess is a slur. Uh, uh, please help me understand, what was Jay-Z doing here? Jay-Z is a
4: whole billionaire but I guess he's still n- What he needs to do is take this line. I can make a billy figure, but I'ma still talk to y'all like a broke Cause what, what is he talking about? Jay-Z and that struggle mustache was all over the place in that Twitter space. And don't read the transcript because he said, you know, so many times that I was looking around the room questioning myself, like, no, I don't know. What are you talking about? And what frustrates me about Sean Carter is that I think he truly understands the importance of building wealth. Yet he has such an allegiance to the black community that he's scared to stand on the principles that actually got him to where he is now. He didn't stay a drug dealer. Being a drug dealer is not why he's successful. He had to change. And I know that he knows that because in 444, he says in the story of O.J., in in that uh, song, that financial freedom is our only hope. So he knows what you have to do to be successful, yet he still tries to push this oppression narrative at the same time. He don't know whether he want to be rich or poor, a boss man or he just don't even know. And it bothers me because Jay-Z knows better. He he can also say it's because of him that Kanye and Rihanna and LeBron are billionaires, yet he still wants to say, they lied to us about the American dream and they come up with this new word to try and hold us back. They created a system. Who is they, Jay-Z? And what system are you talking about? Are you saying, and what do you want the system to look like in 2020? 2022. Would you rather the system be that people can stand on the corner and sell poison to their own people and not have to worry about being killed or robbed or going to jail? What, what system are you talking about? So I want Jay-Z to decide what he's going to be. I remember when he came out with that album and people said, oh, he doesn't sound like the uh, Jay-Z. I was taken up for him because he's not supposed to sound like he was still standing on the corner. He was When he came out with that album, he was in his 40s, married with a child. He's supposed to sound different. He's not supposed to be rapping about being oppressed or selling drugs or having to do something to get money. It should sound different. But now he talks as if he don't know what side he wants to be on. You are a capitalist, Jay-Z, and it's okay. You have been made success. That is okay. Tell us how. Stop being with this whole how can I be down. You was down when you were down. Now you up. Be up and tell us how to get up. It, uh, Jason, I need Jay-Z. You had the guts to stand on the corner to sell poison to your people. Now have the guts to tell your people the truth. I mean, (laughs) I know you talk with a high voice and all, but don't you have balls? Stop riding the fence. Choose left or right, up or down, in or out. You are a capitalist and you have been successful. That is okay. It's not a slur, it's not, you can't equate it to Ain't nobody trying to hold you down, and the very people that you are trying to play to are the ones that's upset. Black folk, stop trying to entertain them and, and stay on the fence, because you don't really want to tell them they got to change. Make a choice, Jay, please.
1: Let, let me throw out a possibility, and, and I, I want to throw this out legitimately as a possibility. What if Jay-Z's just stupid? Seriously. I mean, what what if he's not that smart? Because, I, again, I, I'm not sure if he is that smart. I, and, and, and I don't know if you have to be smart to be a rapper. I, I think they pick. It's just like Baby from Cash Money Records or whatever. I don't think he's smart. I think he's a thug that the system and the people in control of the music industry, and I'm gonna say it, I apologize if the truth hurts, but there are white Jews in control of the music industry who install these guys. Easy ei I don't think he was smart. I think he was in bed with Jerry Heller. Now, and, and, and they use these props to convey a message and to, you know, they tell them when to dance and they're front people. Jimmy Iovine, they use these front people, Dr. Dre, whomever, and these guys are happy to be the poster child of degeneracy and debauchery and idiocy, and they get a bunch of money for doing it. But when I hear Jay-Z talk, especially like this, like he's acting like they invented the word capitalism to hold him down or to slur him or whatever, And, and, and then he does it when he starts talking about eat the rich, and the system that they, what they built a system and we built an alternate system and now they're talking about eat the rich. I mean, is he aware that the whole eat the rich people, that's the left. His primary supporters is is who he's talking about is now trying to hold him down. And if he knows that, go ahead and explain that. Go ahead and tell us that. That, you know, it's these liberals that are trying to hold us down and they want to talk about eating the rich, now that I got this money. I, I just hear a person that I'm not convinced is all that smart.
4: I think he knows how to hustle. And I think he is hustling black people, just as many of the other ones are. I truly believe that he knows the importance of building generational wealth. He's doing it. And if you listen to his music, he'll give you little nuggets you know, do I think he's an academic or a scholar? Absolutely not. But I do feel like a lot of times these hustlers on the corner have business sense. They just do it in the wrong way. And so I feel like he has some type of common sense in order to to do what he has done and become a billionaire. And it just bothers me that he doesn't have the guts to actually say that and he wants to keep riding the fence and and being gray instead of being black or white that's what bothers this you know me about him because i do feel like he has some type of understanding maybe not on the level that he should no i don't think he is a scholar but i do think that he has some understanding and he is willfully holding it back from from black people I
1: I, I continue to call rap music lyrical pornography. And so no one would make an argument that whoever the top porn star is right now, let's say she's rich. Maybe she's worth five million dollars. Who knows? But no one would argue that she's smart. They would say she's got a great body and she's willing to do something on camera that most people aren't and so she's exploited her body a system has been put in place to exploit her body and blah blah and and that's what i see with rappers i don't see intelligence and again there are some that are but i'm just sorry that rapping and the kind again you go listen to jay-z songs or whatever this ain't william shakespeare these are dudes saying the n-word every other word and, and putting little rhymes together, and we act like, oh, they're these thoughtful people that have so much to say about society. No, they don't. I listen to the music. And so keep in mind, porn, the visual porn, is very popular. Lyrical porn is very popular. Why do we, we don't have to act like this is great art? It's just pornography. And people, right. you know, men men and women are so fallen, we're attracted to porn and lust and so it's lowest common denominator but you'll never convince me that jay-z is little richard beethoven uh michael jackson elvis presley uh you know bb king aretha franklin you know this is a pornographer and he, he should be looked at when i hear him talk I think of, uh, and I'm old, so I don't know who the new porn stars are now. But I, I think it's like Jenna Jameson is talking to me. And how seriously would I, I Jenna, no, 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 no. J- just shut up. Take your clothes off Th- that I, I really don't want to hear what you got to say. That's how I feel about Jay-Z. Jay-Z, go rap, go say the n-word, every other word. Don't try to put sentences together to make any sense. That's above your intellectual station. And, and so that's, that's my take. On have I've 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 just taken a dump on Jay Z. People will be mad with me, but you know, great. He's got the bag. Jenna Jameson got the bag. There's a bunch of people to do porn that got the bag. Lyrical or visual porn. You know, I I made some strippers rich back in my day. That didn't that made me dumb, not them smart.
4: <laughs> I wish you would have come to my club and gave me a little bit of extra <laughs>
1: Thank you, Shamika. Uh, Thank you. We're out. We're out of time. We're done for today. I hear tomorrow. Uh, have a great weekend. Have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll be back on Wednesday.
0: Freedom Looking for a breakout Feeling like a off.
4: Nothing in life Like freedom Came in like a fighter Striking like a ladder Making all this news for freedom I want freedom No negotiation My system No relation We all just want to have freedom Sitting on a. Never been alone, I'll break my back for freedom Bless, we are living, get back, we are receiving, all the when we all wanna be free We want freedom